Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor, I'm here with Mike, and we are really excited to dive in today. So thank you for uh, listening. To those who listen regularly, we, uh, we're glad that, that you jump in and tune in, and we appreciate it. We're not going to uh, waste any time right now. We're going to get into it. Mike, you've got something for us today. I'm a little bit in the dark on this one, actually, but Mike, uh, Mike knows where we're going. So Mike, I'm going to kick it to you, and we can get this game started. Thank you, Connor. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is a podcast, as Connor said, about the church and for the church, and really want to focus on, you know, God's magnificence and His providential orchestration of all things in the ordinary aspects of life. And I've got a topic. I don't even know how to title this, so you're gonna have to come up with a good title. All okay. Right. All right. Let me tell you. Let me just sketch it out. It's a thought I was having yesterday, and it's it's not fully formed, but I have some. I, have, I do have a place in the Bible that I have open, okay? And if you want to turn there, it's 1 Timothy chapter 2. All right, I'm on my way. 1 Timothy 2, listeners, if you want to go there. Well, let me tee it up this way. Um, here's what's on my mind right this moment, besides the 50 other things that are on my mind. Um, you've got Ukraine issues looming. If you you know, open up a, you know any kind of news app, you realize that Russia and Ukraine, there's these, there's a, there's a, there's issues going on, and, and, and what will that mean for America, okay? And, you know, if Russia attacks Ukraine, right, China will probably attack Taiwan and all sorts of speculation on that. And it's just um, global upheaval. Okay, so let's just, on one hand, we, we call it, I'm going to call it um, conflict uh, globally, global conflict, okay? But at the same time, and this is what struck me yesterday, so I'm thinking about that, but I'm not thinking very deeply about it because I'm thinking about personal things. Right. At the same time, you deal with personal conflict, whether that's conflict in your own heart, heart level, or it's or, or people, uh, you've got conflict in, in your life. And so, so call it personal conflict. So you got, I guess I want to talk today about how do you navigate, you know, global conflict and personal conflict. And I guess, let me just say this, I'm not one that dives into the global uh, you don't see me, you know, posting all sorts of, you know, personal opinions about that. But I do deal with conflict in my own heart, as well as helping a lot of people, you know, go through conflict and, and whenever it happens in my own life, right? So what do you do? How do you balance those? What do you do? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to, to talk because... <laughs> I'm asking you. You need no, to have this idea. I don't have these okay. ideas. I told you, everyone. He's springing this on me. So okay. well, I didn't do my homework on Russia and Ukraine before this. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, I guess yeah. this... You know, go ahead. You, no, no. You, you, I, I'm just going to ask a question to try to okay. kind of... To try to get us uh, maybe rolling a little bit. Get the juices flowing a little bit. Would you say that in general, you see believers tend to get too wrapped up in what's happening at kind of a global geopolitical level, maybe even national level, or are too dis or, or Christians are too disengaged on those things? And and maybe are there dangers on either side? Yeah. You're gonna love my answer right now. It's gonna be a little counterintuitive. I am not going to presume to know what believers are doing because God sees the heart. Because it's really easy um, a friend of mine posted something yesterday somewhere. I can't remember where it was. It was a billboard or something that he saw and a picture they put up. And it said something like, and it was kind of snarky, I guess, but it was kind of, um, you never really know why that person's doing all those things until you realize 
they have issues going on inside their hearts and it's really mm. not you it's them mm, you know mm, mm. and I, my guess is i'm thinking well who got mad at you you know right 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 <laughs> but i guess i'm not gonna i don't want to presume to know what believers are doing they're doing whatever they're doing and, and i'm doing whatever i'm doing you're doing yep. whatever you're doing yep but let me and i think this is going to tie into the sermon last week when you know first uh thessalonians 5 16 to 18 rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Those are those, you know, refrigerator magnet, ch- kitchen plaque, uh, stop over on the side of the road and think about it kind of verses, all right? They're not just light and fluffy. They're actually very pithy. So you should stop and think about it. And there's three imperatives. Rejoice. Remember the joy you have in Christ and the gospel. Pray. Pour out your heart to God in prayer. And give thanks. Return thanks to God. Be thankful and grateful for his providential mm-hmm. working, the good mm-hmm. and the bad, in all circumstances. Okay. Now, the thing that comes to my mind on an answer for this is, whether it's global conflict or whether it's personal conflict, is pray. Mm-hmm. Seriously, my first answer is pray. And people don't tune out now, okay? Yeah. So if you're if you're here listening, just don't tune out because I said pray. Oh, he's, he's going to prayer. We've heard this before. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Let's click on to another podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. You want to hear what I'm going to say? I'm listening. Okay, so here's the deal. First uh, Timothy 2. And just verses one and two and three. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. And then he qualifies it. He kind of fleshes it out for kings and for all who are in high positions. And then it says that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Basically pray that you're, that your leaders won't be making it hard on the church, right? Right. Though it, it will happen. Yeah, yeah. But then he says, if this is good and it's pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior. And we'll stop there for just a moment and just say this. The prayer and supplications and intercessions and thanksgivings that are being made for all people are being urged. And the idea is pray in general and pray for kings and all who are in high positions. And I think you can extrapolate that out and say, pray for Putin. Yeah. Pray for whoever's leading Ukraine. Yeah. Pray for China and Taiwan. Pray Mm. for people in high places. Yeah. That they would repent and believe the gospel, that they would be wise, that they would make decisions that are for the good of people versus, you know, doing evil towards people. So, yeah. 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 No, I'm totally with you on that. You know, I tell me if this is a totally uh, a left turn, but one thing that comes to my mind when you think about all these things is it's just another reminder of the brokenness of the world, obviously. Um, and it kind of, it forces you back towards resting in God's sovereignty and also looking towards the new heavens and the new earth, you know, because you just look all around and you see so many things on the national and international level that just remind you, man, people are hopelessly sinful. They're so selfish. I was just reading yesterday about, you know, questions with, um, what's happened in China with the genocide of the, the Uyghur people and the, you know, the Eastern part of the country and the Olympic committee is kind of punting on it. And they're saying, Oh, we're not going to touch this. We're just doing our thing. And mm-hmm. you just kind of realize like, wow, where's the justice, you know, and it's not here. And sometimes I think maybe rather than, you know, putting all our eggs in the basket of, Oh, I, I really hope this country, you know, doesn't get more power or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, believers would be better to look towards, Christ and his coming kingdom when he rules over the earth, because it's always going to be broken. You know, yeah. 
I, one more thing. I was reading a book recently, or I, actually, I was just glancing at a book in a bookstore. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you, wait, but you, were you perusing it? I was perusing. Did you open it up? I opened it. Oh, up. you were reading oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I, reading I was it. reading it, and I didn't buy it because <laughs> I saw enough to make me think. Oh, I think I get the picture. It was this guy who had written a. He'd written one book about the history of the Earth up till now, from a very you know evolutionary atheistic standpoint, and he's writing another book now about history of Earth going forward, and. Um, and the guy starts the book by saying, you know, it's really interesting to think about what the future is going to hold because it seems that at this point our civilization has progressed past the point of disease, starvation, these things that used to bother us. And then he said, and war. We're past the point of these global conflicts that are, you know, that tear nations apart. So now we're headed towards this age of, of human flourishing. And I was just laughing because what a that's weirdo. Exactly, I know. Like, who, what? Wait, did you name? The, did you name the author? No, I okay, can't. We won't. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I just no. I just couldn't. I was just thinking. You know, first of all, what world? Like, literally, what world is he watching? And maybe he wrote it before COVID, right? But even yeah, still, yeah. regarding conflict globally, what world is he watching? And then two, that's exactly what people are saying in the closing <laughs> years of the you know nineteenth century and the early years of the twentieth century. Yes. Uh, saying that, you know, oh, we, we're heading into this age of human flourishing and then the world is racked by two world wars. So it's just funny the way that things, you know, yeah. cycle around and oh, yeah. and the same the same sin is still in everyone's hearts. Oh, and yeah. it makes people do selfish things. And the more power you have, the more you wield that power and yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah I mean you read right anything, now. read any of the old history books, read Toynbee, History of the World, you read any of this you're like, this has been going on since like since time began, right. like, right. you know, since Babel or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. people are going to there's going to be like Jesus said, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be all these things upheavaling happening and just get used to it. There, there's not this, you know, age of peace, joy and love uh, until until Christ returns right. and until he restores all things. And, right. you know, um, I want to get to the second point. Yeah. So here's yeah, the deal. More, at a more personal level. Right? Yeah, on yeah. the personal level. So so globally, pray. And, and I really do think that. And let me give you the reason why. I'm going to give you the answer for the for the personal with a Bible verse from 1 Timothy. But it's 1 Timothy 6. Okay. I want you to look at 1 yeah. Timothy 6, 20 and 21. I think this is huge. These are the last two verses of 1 Timothy. So globally, you need to be praying for all people. And especially for those in positions of high authority. But personally, the conflicts that personally happen, those are the ones you can actually do something about. And you should pray and engage. Hmm. Pray and engage the relationship. Do what the Bible says. Whether it's Matthew 5, you know someone has something against you because you've sinned against them. Go and make it right. And then worship. Then you'll be free to worship. Or Matthew 18, someone has sinned against you. Go and make it right. Either way, you are to be the initiator if you're aware. Mm -hmm. But pray and engage. And, and I want you to I want to read this verse. It says this. Oh Timothy. This is first Timothy 620. Oh Timothy. What a heartfelt, you know, oh Timothy. I love you so much. You need to hear this one last thing. Guard the deposit entrusted to you. I mean, how many times does Paul tell Timothy mm -hmm. to guard, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the next letter he writes, chapter one, verse 14, guard by the Holy Spirit that dwells within hmm. us, the good deposit entrusted yeah. to you, yeah. the gospel and, and the word of God. And he's saying, guard the deposit entrusted to you. But then he says this, avoid the irreverent babble. You see that irreverent babble and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, hmm. whether that's Gnosticism or whether that's just the 
chatter in the in the break room around the you know around the water mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh what is it what is it the water uh cooler water cooler talk you <laughs> know what have i mean this anymore yeah but when you look at those verses if you break it down um the gospel has been entrusted it's 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 a deposit and you're to avoid literally keep yourself away from something called empty chatter okay empty chatter and it's this idea of you know, it's irreverent babble is what ESV says, but NASB says empty chatter. I like that. Hmm. Remember, did you ever play baseball? Two years, machine pitch. So that'll tell you how. <laughs> Farm uh, league. Okay. Well, you, you know, I played in a softball game last night. You did. With, with Landon and Shantae. Well, Martin, good job. Did you Dan win? Did you win the game? We did, but did in spite run? of me. Okay. So, yeah. The slow pitch? <laughs> yeah. Dude, do you know that you start in slow pitch with a strike on you already? Yeah. I found that out last night and I struck out. First time, the first time I ever played slow pitch. I used to play on, on a Voyagers team with yeah. Mark Van and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. And they brought me in and then they kept bringing me in. They even got me a, a good glove, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because a softball glove is a little different than a baseball glove. Right, you know? right. So, but here's the deal. I didn't know I was, and I took the first pitch and someone's like, you only got one more strike. I'm like, dude. <laughs> so I was the guy that always swung at the very first pitch. I'm like, there's already, it's already you know, 0 and 1. You know, this, on. will, this will tell you something. Last night, Landon, team captain, tells me as I'm going up to bat, you know, don't be afraid to just uh, take a ball. You know, <laughs> you're, you're better off when you're just it, it hoping has to hit that the it plate. doesn't. Yeah. It has yeah. to play. And it has a certain arc. By the way, since we're chattering right now, because I was going to say something about that, but I'll say it in a minute. <laughs> there is there is an idea. I said about baseball. But just real quick, when we got in this room, uh, first we did some video uh, devotionals. I did two of those. We filmed those. Then we do the, the podcast. And Connor says to me, hey, I really like your uh, your shirt. And I thought, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but I didn't realize till we were sitting here uh, doing the podcast that he basically has kind of the same shirt as me, except just a different, he has a pocket on his, a different color. That's right. It's one of the, what is it? A knit long sleeve shirt I, with a collar? I don't know. A polo, long sleeve yeah, polo. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I like yours more. We're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. No, I like <laughs> yours too. No, let's, let's switch. I like yours better. Okay, let's get back to that baseball thing. Irreverent babble, this empty chatter. So I played baseball from, oh, I don't know, uh, second grade to the eighth grade, pretty much on a team every year. Yeah, Baseball was never my, I was always a football and basketball guy. Baseball was never really my sport, but mm-hmm. I played it. It was mm-hmm. three sports a year, baseball, football, basketball, right. and flag football when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. And uh, here's the deal. We had chatter. Hey, batter, 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 batter. Remember that? Hey, batter, yep. batter, batter. Yep, yep. It's just empty chatter to try to throw the batter off. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, avoid man. irreverent babble, empty talk, yeah. but also this this idea of contradictions. That's an opposing, in Greek, it's opposing arguments. And, and guess what? It's the Greek word antithesis. Hmm. That's the Greek word, antithesis. Hmm. So it just means an opposing argument, a, a contradiction of what is falsely called knowledge, quote unquote, gnosis, gnosis. Right. So it could be, you know, um, Gnosticism back then. But think about, just think about where we live right now in the time we live where everybody is an expert on everything because right. they read it on the internet, right, right. you know. And it's like, you know, no, you're not. And and maybe, maybe you are an expert in public affairs and maybe, you, maybe you're getting called in by the Pentagon to, you know, brief the, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe the president's calling you up and want to brief all the chiefs of staff on this. But probably not. I don't think any of our listeners is that person is in that position. They're not right. calling. You didn't get the call yesterday. Okay. But you have a personal issues going on. So I'd say, hold the, the global things lightly and be concerned and all of that, but pray. Yeah. Just pray. Yeah. Okay. And pray for God's will to be done. Pray for 
peace, pray for the gospel to go out in the midst of all of this, okay? Mm-hmm. People read the Bible a lot during wars, okay? Yeah. Um, but mm. but on the personal level, pray and engage to, like Ephesians 4 says, maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Mm. Pray, as it says over and over again in the New Testament, to build up one another, edify one another. As, as Ephesians 4.29, only such a word as is good for edification, right. according to the need of the moment, that it would give grace to those who hear. Yeah. So engage. If, if you have something in, of a conflict, Inwardly, deal with it and realize you don't have to say everything out loud. Okay, be yeah. very careful with your yeah. words. Maybe it's just prayer you between right. you and God and he right. changes your heart and then right. you move on. Maybe you forbear, but maybe you need to engage with some people to make things right. Or maybe you just need to be the peacemaker or someone who always kind of looks out to keep the peace. Yeah. I I think uh, it's it, uh, it's just so true. You know, I'm wondering, I, I'm thinking of myself too, obviously, but how often, you know, do we, are we worried about a fire across the country when there's a fire in our own kitchen, in our own backyard, you know? And it's, you know, we can be all hot and bothered about Russia or any of the other, but there's interpersonal things going on. Maybe there's a parting shot, Mike. I was reading this in my in my Bible reading this morning, James 1, and this verse just smacked me in the face. If anyone thinks he's religious, this is James one twenty six. If anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. That's a pretty strong, that's a pretty strong word, you know, and that I think would apply at a glow, if you're wading into global conflicts and trying to have a voice there or at a personal level too. Um, it's, it's really tempting to just want to kind of run our mouths, but, um, but obviously it doesn't honor the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I think just to, to focus on prayer first is so key. Anything else you got for I today? Have one more thing. Cause yeah. you were in James one. So I, I quickly looked up James one and then I yeah. was, I was looking at that verse in verse 22, James one twenty two. Mm-hmm. instead of doing all this, you know, filthy, evil, wicked stuff. In verse 21, it says, in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Literally, God implants the word in your heart and does the work in your heart. The word does the work yeah. and, and, and the word is able to save us. Yeah. But then verse 22, prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. And hmm. I don't know if you've ever looked at that word doers. It's a really interesting word. It's poetites. I don't know if I said it right, right? Poi, poetes, mm-hmm. something like that. But it's where we get the word poet. Hmm. And it's the idea of a doer, but it comes from this word, you know, to make or to do something. But I just like like a poet of the word. What? Hmm. You know, like, yeah. so like it's translated poet, doers of the word, but doers is translated poet uh, once in the, interesting. Uh, I believe it's in Acts 17 when he says, is it your Acts own, 17 where some of your own poets have yeah, yeah. said, or was that, is it in Titus? Titus, Cretans are always, uh, I think Acts it's 17. Titus. You think Titus? I'm I think gonna, it's, I'm going to go Acts. I think it's Titus. No, it's it's Acts 17. I was right. Acts 17, 28. <laughs> it is. As some of your own poets said, we are also yeah. his children. Yeah. Yep. But that same word, uh, doer. <laughs> mm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but anyway, but the idea that we're we're like handling the word accurately, just letting it bring it to bear in our own hearts, but knowing that God does the work through the word. I just think that there's there's something there for us that will help us in either global considering global conflicts or right. navigating personal conflicts. Yeah. At the least it could be a reminder, you know, let's let's be first in our Bibles and not in the headlines, right? Yeah. Reading the word, letting the word dwell in us richly. I like that. Be yeah. first in our Bibles. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mike, thank you so much. 
Mm-hmm. Listeners at, uh, at home, we hope that was helpful to you. And we're always uh, appreciative of any questions that come in. You can always email uh, grace at graceorange.org if you have a question you'd like to hear tackled on the podcast. And Mike and I could uh, try to get to that. But until next time, we hope you have a great week serving the Lord. We love you. And we will talk to you next time on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Have a great day.